The person charged with advocating for the most vulnerable, the new Chief Children's Commissioner, Dr Claire Ahmad, is with us now. However, uh, what was the Independent Office of the Children's Commissioner was disestablished earlier this year, and it now has no responsibility or power for monitoring or investigating. The change was opposed by all political parties and by most submitters, apart from the then Labour government. The new body, Mana Mokopuna Children and Young People's Commission, is about advocating for the 1.2 million children and young people across the Motu, ensuring their rights are respected and upheld, and providing advice to government. Claire Ahmed was the Deputy Children's Commissioner. She's also previously worked for UNICEF, the Human Rights Commission, the children's charity Bernardos, and as a lawyer, I think, for the Ministry of Social Development back in the day. So what are her priorities for the role and what difference can the new organisation make stripped of so much power? Kia ora, welcome. Morena Catherine. What are your priorities for the role, first off? Well, first of all, um, just to um, start off by saying that um, our priority as Mana Mokopuna, together with my colleagues and as the new Chief Children's Commissioner, is to have really high aspirations for all Mokopuna, that's all children in Aotearoa, New Zealand. They have rights under the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child, under Te Tiriti o Waitangi, and our job is to independently advocate powerfully and strongly for these children, all our children, so that every single one of them can flourish to their full potential each and every day. It's not what's happening, though, is it, in reality? Uh, many are not flourishing. Many are uh, suffering from the poverty that a household is suffering. Many are in institutions or have been in institutions. Uh, many are not safe where they are living. So I, I, the key question, I guess, that everyone has is what can the office do now when it can no longer monitor, do spot checks, uh, and and can no longer investigate. Look, as you say, Catherine, you're absolutely right. There are significant challenges facing our children and young people in Aotearoa, New Zealand, and we have to and we must do better. And I am fully committed to doing my best every single day for Mokopuna here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Look, the changes that have been made uh, to our legislation that enables us and gives us our mandate, um, they have not been without controversy, and I absolutely acknowledge that. But positively, through the select committee process that happened last year, um, there were some changes that were made based on the feedback from our communities um, around Aotearoa, New Zealand, who work with Mokopuna. You know, we have seen that the role of the Chief Children's Commissioner has been included in the legislation, and actually, our role as um, to independently advocate has actually been strengthened under this legislation. Yeah, but what, what is advocacy? Well, what, what, what is it? Advocacy is driving that systemic change at the system but how do you level do it? that really leads to change in everyday children's lives. How we do that? Mm. First of all, we work directly with children and young people themselves, and now under our extended mandate, that includes children and young people up to the age of 25 who have been in the care system, so in the Oranga Tamariki system. We work with them, but we also work with their whānau and if they're Māori mokopuna, with their hapu, iwi and community organisations working with them. And we hold government to account for the real change that we need to see in policies, practices, institutions and processes. Well, for 30 years, children's commissioners have been trying to do that. Some of them have worked in the family court system. Some of them have worked in the youth court system. They've brought all that lived experience to the role 
and still stubborn, stubborn statistics remain. But can we stay for a moment with what you're talking about with respect to working with Fano and with iwi-based organisations or other community-based organisations, which has long been called for as being more effective than state institutions or state authorities? Has there been progress in the devolution of resources or the devolution um, or cooperation with those organisations? Has that been manifest and is it happening and working? Look, there has been progress. And, you know, in my previous role, I was working with, you know, over 230 community-based organisations around the Motu, working every day with children and young people in Fano. And what I see and what I continue to see today is that the very best outcomes that we get for children are when we actually have government uh, organisations in the community, iwi and Fano, all wrapping around children and young people and working together. And I can point to many um, you know programs and can, can you can you give some absolutely. examples absolutely so let's talk for example for a moment about this issue around youth crime and ramp raids for example so I absolutely acknowledge that this is a real issue for our communities out there right now it's affecting everyday people it's also affecting children feeling safe in their communities but we have to recognize that the young people involved in these um, instances of offending um, they we see the best results of change with them when we are putting in place programs like Kotahi Te Whakaro, which is happening right now in Tamaki Makoto um, that's seeing government iwi community organizations police wrap around those young people within the 24 hours after an instance of offending and the great news from that Catherine is that actually 82 percent of those young people we are not seeing them offend again So that's an example of an intervention that when we actually work together, we can create tangible change. But we also must ensure that we are investing in prevention and in actually strengthening families in whānau, ensuring that they have enough resources in their everyday lives to wrap that korawai of love and manaki around their tamariki. A a passion of your predecessor times two, um, uh, Judge Andrew Beecroft was just that and hammering home the child poverty measures, the child poverty st- statistics, particularly uh, material poverty. Yes, there's been the intervention of COVID as there has been for everything that's happened, but they've essentially stayed flat. There'll be some, oh, there's been a marginal increase in this particular measure of the number of measures. Essentially, they've stayed, stayed flat. We have not bent the curve on child poverty. And what will you be doing to keep up that pressure. Mm. You're absolutely right. You know, the, um, the decreases have been minimal and we have to see significant change when it comes to um, poverty affecting children. We need to also remember that this is poverty that affects families in Fano, so households that children grow up in. Um, and so it really is about ensuring that they are resourced well yeah, but, to but, be but able what, what to have... Can, what role can you play? You know, I guess this is the difference yeah. with the other components of the Children's Commissioner roles gone. Um, that really clear focus on one person who seriously families thought they could pick up the phone and ring, and some did. That kind of sense of having some power and authority. What can you do now? Do you go to ministers and say these statistics are terrible, do something? Do you go to them and say it is about time uh, this particular measure that affects the children of um, of people on benefits but not the children of working families? It's the, that was a key focus of predecessors as well. How can you have impact hmm. on a big system 
And do you have the sufficient voice and power? Yes, we absolutely do, and I do, and I can hand on heart say that. It is about more than simply fronting up to ministers and saying, here are the problems. It is about working with children and young people and their whānau hapu and iwi directly to understand the solutions that are already working in their lives and that from their perspectives they say they need to see put Such into action. And I can bring those forward and mm. amplify those. I can bring those to the table with government decision makers and also convince Convene uh, people who are able to drive that change at that system who level. Who are those people? Well, those are, you know, once this new government is formed, I will be getting in there to hopefully speak with our Prime Minister, um, with our Minister for Children, our Minister for Social Development. You know, these are some of the key levers and systems that we have to see change. However, we have to also listen to what it is that Mokopuna themselves and their whanau are saying. Yeah. Um, and I, I, bring I think it's a wonderful change. development that's happened, actually, that in, instead of adults talking about adults about the system, that there is more of a voice for those who've been through the system. That's a wonderful um, innovation. But they're, the, they're again the young people who get to get hurt. And the worry a lot of people have are about the young people that no one is seeing or hearing. Look, just this week, we have another <clears throat> infant death under investigation. Just yesterday, I think it was, it was revealed that reportedly 57 children have died by homicide since Oranga Tamariki's establishment in 2017, the latest iteration, right, of our care and protection service. Uh, and who's looking out for those children? And, and, and where is your power now as an office to monitor um, to to be sort of all eyes all over that institution when your monitoring role's gone and your investigative role's gone. So look, in terms of who is looking out for those children, we all have to be looking out for all children in our communities. You know, all children are taonga and we need to move the dial collectively in Aotearoa New Zealand so that we actually feel that sense of so collective care. Can, can you ask questions of Oranga Tamariki? Can Absolutely you demand reports? Can, because interestingly, yes. when this report came out yesterday, Stuff reports that it was leaked after it had gone to Oranga Tamariki, asked how many children had died by homicide since its foundation in 2017 and was told that data wasn't available. And then it was leaked by someone inside that institution. Who is on their case? Well, look, there's a, there's a number of us who are on their case, if you want to put it like that, Catherine. Um, in terms of our role, um, it is to be that independent advocate and to hold government to account for progress on the rights and the well-being of children, and that includes Oranga Tamariki and every part of our state care and protection system. Uh, but also now with this new oversight of Oranga Tamariki system, we also have the ombudsman receiving complaints about um, situations that may have occurred for children in Oranga Tamariki care. We have Aroturiki Tamariki, the independent children's monitor that is, um, invest, uh, I guess, monitoring at that system level. And then it is our role as the independent advocate in this system to rely on the evidence that we have before us and to bring that forward and to advocate and bring solutions to the table that will make a difference. And I am fully committed to doing that. So Judge Evers again uncovered another case of abuse in an institution simply by doing a spot monitoring visit. It was one of the last things she did on her role. 
You can't do that now. Uh, and also with respect of the independent monitor working within the Education Review Office, I'm quoting her own words. By definition, it cannot be independent. They say they can work without fear or favour, but ultimately this is a government agency monitoring another government agency and both answering to ministers. Children in care deserve to have a monitor that is independent of government. Look, it's done. Okay? It's done. But what I want to hear from you is how are you going to work with the independent monitor that reports to a minister... And how are you going to work with the ombudsman to ensure there is that that kind of system that can just go and have a look at something and say, this is not okay? Because I don't think that's what we often think of buried within a bureaucracy. We think of that as a passionate, empowered advocate. How are you going to work with them? Mm. So in terms of the system that we now have, you're absolutely right, Catherine. We have this system, and now it is incumbent on all of us involved in the system to make it work for the benefit of all mokopuna. And I will be, together with my colleagues and my amazing kaimahi, will be taking our role as far as we can in terms of being that independent advocate. And just to um, add on to that, in terms of our monitoring role, we are still able to visit um, Oranga Tamariki residences and to undertake monitoring visits under justice, our, youth as yes, well. under our optional protocol um, under the Convention Against Torture Mandate. I hope that so gets we will continue to do that as frequently as possible. Good luck and thank you. That is Dr. Claire Ahmed, who uh, was the Deputy Children's Commissioner, has previously worked as I said for UNICEF Human Rights Commission uh, for Bernardos and also within a government department uh, as a legal uh, employee. She is now the chief, forgive me, chief children's commissioner. Thank you.